0: Welcome to Inside Motorsport. We are joined by a well-travelled Australian. Unlike most of us who've been in lockdown, this particular man has uh, jumped on a plane and headed north to go and see people, go and talk to people. This is Bruin Beasley, Minda Motorsport, who was on a TRS trip. Bruin, welcome back to Australia, and uh, you're out of quarantine and you learn a lot,
1: but what's come out of it? Oh, look, it was a worthwhile thing. I mean, the reality is Australian Motorsport, since February or March, since the Grand Prix really has been zero, so you know you got to be proactive and get on with it and um, try and make some stuff. So uh, I usually every year I do a European trip anyway, but this year I um, teamed up with some young kids and. Took them over to meet some people, greet some people, and um, do some testing, and try and set them up for a program next year. Tell us where you went and uh, which race
0: tracks and, and things like that.
1: Oh, well, probably to be honest, we only achieved half of what we set out to achieve because obviously the COVID thing was getting worse and borders were closing. But we started uh, went to the Australia uh, to the Ferrari Driver Academy um, as part of Motorsport Australia. We had two kids over there, um, James Wharton and Marcus Flack. So they participated in the in the shootout with, with uh, four other people. You know, Alex Wurtz's son was one of them. So, um, aiming to get a place on the on the academy, Ferrari Academy, which was was quite good actually. I spent two weeks there as part of all that. Then we were we had some meetings tied up uh, organised at Imola on the Friday and a workshop visit. factory factory visit at Alpine Stars and Motor mine is high up there and. As the region started closing, we had to make a run for it actually, so we, we missed out on that went straight. We drove through to Austria, went straight to Germany, spent a couple of days in Germany doing a couple of things, and then uh, flew into the UK, and uh, we did some testing at, at uh, Sneddard and Brandt Hatch were there for their 4 and then basically came home, um, everything was cutting, shutting down as we went.
0: Marcus Flack is the son of Damien, and uh, I met him. He worked with your team in New Zealand at TRS this year. A very nice young man. He's only in 15, 16?
1: Uh, yeah, just turned 15 at the beginning of this year. So, um, yeah, you know, he's been a really good kid. So we've done. I've done quite a few days with the F4 car with him, you know, in between time while we could with COVID. Um, and then he went over and was one of the representatives of the Ferrari Academy. And the other kid you had with you? So the other kid was James Warden. He's an Australian kid based in Europe racing karts. Uh, he was the other Australian selected to represent Uh, this this region, I suppose you'd call it, for the Friar Academy. And um, he's a Melbourne boy, based in Europe racing, and he's only 14. Um, He did an exceptional job too. So the two of them really did a good job.
0: Your primary reason for the visit is for your TRS team. Now, as we've uh, found out recently, um, Nicholas Caliol has announced that there's only three rounds in the 2021 season, and there'll be limited opportunities,
1: I understand. Yeah, look, it's been it's been a moving target all year really. And we kind of always knew the challenges involved, especially with the, the border closures and quarantining and bits and pieces. So they wanted to run a series even under the circumstances. So the reality is that it's effectively a, a local season, three rounds, the Grand Prix being the first one at Hampton Downs this year. Um, and basically to try and give New Zealanders a, a an opportunity to run it is open to internationals, but it's, it's really challenging um, quarantining on the way over once they get to New Zealand, and then potentially having a quarantine when they get back. Um, just really makes it challenging for all these Europeans to come out. So this year, it really is going to be a local event only for New Zealanders. The Grand Prix, the first brand, will have some extras. There's probably going to be 15 in total, and there's going to be some high-profile Kiwis, I suppose, who will do that. Um, but the rest of the series will be, you know, a fairly low-key series as a, as compared to what has been in the past.
0: There won't be a full field as we saw this year. There were twenty. We had a couple of retirements due to minor injuries and things like that. But
1: next year, quite a smaller field. Yeah. Look, my understanding is, and you know, it's changing all the time. But they're saying there could be. You know, between eight and ten locals doing it, there might be a couple of Australians who go across, but it's depending on the quarantining situation. You know, a lot of a lot of people aren't excited about sitting in a hotel for two weeks, uh, looking out the window. So I think that's going to be. The issue, I know there's a couple of Australians that are were keen to do it, but if they've got a quarantine, they, they won't do it. And so part of the challenge is there's the series have had to be working closely with the government about getting exemptions to allow people in plus quarantine spaces. So they're, they've green, they've got an allocation, but it's obviously fairly small. You know, we would take normally, we would have, six or eight, and I think the series has been allocated 30 in total. So, you know, it's definitely hard.
0: I've no doubt uh, you would have caught up at this weekend uh, again where uh, a couple of the graduates of the 2020 CRF, um, uh, again shining brightly, That uh, Yuki Tsunoda, um, who won Bahrain, and he is set next year to make his debut in Formula 1, which is a terrific thing.
1: Yeah, look, if you look at that F2 grid, and I was talking to some about it today, that the reality is most of those people in that F2 grid have been to TRS. You know, you look at Pilot, we ran look we ran Nazapan, PK's been, Jiao has been, been um, Zenoda, of Armstrong, obviously. So I think, you know, 80% of that field are all ex like TRS graduates, which is fantastic for the series. Rowan, so
0: TRS is not happening for you in 2021. I'm no doubt that you've... You've done the series now as a team owner and a team manager for how many years? Five or six years, is it?
1: Uh, Six years Yeah, yeah.
0: 2023, here you come. But this weekend, you've got some exciting things coming up at Sandhound. Can you tell us about that, please?
1: Yeah, look, while we're away, I was working with some people over here to try and, I suppose, get some open wheeler racing happening so there's a, a class that they're calling Formula 3 but it's effectively what I would call the old Libra, uh, Wings and Slicks. Um, so we're at Sandown which is effectively a, I suppose a Shannon's round with Formula 3 so we've got two of their four cars and I'm running one of my old TRS cars um, okay. and that just gives these young kids uh, an opportunity to do some racing. You know there's a there's a massive void in this country at the moment between carding and cars. So, hopefully, this will give an opportunity for these cars to come out of the sheds and these kids can actually do some racing and get some experience before they head overseas. How many people have entered at this point in time? My understanding is there's 17 as, as of the other day. So, and it's, a, and it's a big spread of cars, but that's good. You know, everyone will have someone to race against, and all of a sudden, you know, there's Foreman Holden's coming out, and there's uh, Formula 3s and Formula 2s, and um, you know, some old Atlantic-type cars, so it's going to be a bit of everything. When you have a grid that has got a lot of disparity in the types and styles of cars, how do you even it up, if you like? Well, I think the reality is everyone knows that it's more of, uh, you know, there's no trophies, there's no prizes, but everyone, it, it evens itself out anyway. People race against cars that are their own speed, so, you know, an F4 car at Winton, you know, we, we've done a, a 20.5, for example, now, that's really fast, but if you put it up against an Atlantic car, it's very similar, but the Atlantic car will be faster in a straight line and accelerate faster, but therefore it will probably be better on the brakes and carry a bit more you know, corner speed with the young kid in it. So I think you'll find it it on paper it all sounds a bit disjointed but it'll just you know the dust will settle and people will have people to race and as long as no one does anything silly it'll got a good experience for them
0: and of course um, your TRS car it's the previous model isn't it
1: Yes, yeah, so I've got two FT40s which is the first generation and as we speak we've got five of the just uh, superseded model FT50 being put into a container to come across so they we're hoping to have those here for this round but um, getting containers out of the, New Zealand is quite difficult at the moment, so there's a backlog. So hopefully we'll have those by Christmas or early New Year and um, they'll start competing in some races and F3 races as well.
0: If hey, Macro is involved, do you know any other named drivers, experienced drivers and, out there this weekend?
1: Um, so we've got um, young Marcus is effectively making his race debut, I suppose you could call it, uh, Flack. Uh, we've got Dean Koosamedes who also run his Audi and his Porsche for him. Um, so he, he's Coming to drive the F two forty, Andrew McCarthy, who's quite he races historic in Atlantic, he's running. I think Rowan Carrig's running his Formula Holden. Um, they're about the only ones I've, to be honest, haven't had a good look at the list. I've been a bit bit busy trying to get them ready. And how many races are you envisaging over the next uh, four or five months? Look, it's it. This is a bit of a toe in the water, but my understanding is, there's you are doing like. Likewise, in Wakefield Park, they're going to start doing it. So I think you'll find over the next, you know, 12 months, there could be six or eight events that these people can go to. It's very popular in New Zealand. You know, they've got quite a good series running over there uh, with basically, it's got wings and slicks. You come along and have a race and they have a barbecue at the end of the day and um, everyone has, has a good time. For some of the older cars, how easy is it to keep them on the racetrack? if it's anything you know. I've I always run for an old Atlantic cars, and I've got the old March. Um, as long as you keep the maintenance up to them, it's, it's not a big deal. It's um, the only real issue is when you start crashing them. Getting parts can be a bit of an issue. You just got to get them manufactured as you go. But maintaining them is not hard. The Atlantic, you know, with, with one El Rolf the Feet roll for Calvert, I ran. You know, we would get three thousand k's out of an engine. you would get two or three years running. Um, Put tyres on it as long as you warm it up and you look after it and change, you know, do the maintenance. They, um, they're they quite good, and as long as you've run them accordingly and don't do anything silly. I actually think Richard Davidson's ra- racing his Volt too this weekend, which is his old original Paragon Volt's been restored, and I think he's running that this weekend for the first time as well.
0: The other category that you're involved in the inaugural meetings, the Sandown and Taylor and Bend, was the S5000. Now we know the categories uh, had a hiccup because they didn't get to race again after those two meetings. Um, at the Grand Prix this year it was already on the uh, Friday for qualifying didn't happen. So where are you with uh, getting back involved in uh, the five uh, thousand?
1: Look, we've 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 spoken to a few people off and on about doing it, and obviously you know we're we're geared up for it and prepared to do it, but I, I, it's it's difficult. Um, trying to be politically correct here but there's a when you spend a bit of time overseas like we have recently again, you know, the attitude to open wheel racing in Australia is very different and obviously when you when you coat when you quote and put stuff together to do things properly it seems to scare a few white people away in Australia. So I've made a commitment that I'm happy to do it and want to do it, but I'm not going to do it for free either. I'm not going to go broke running other people's race cars.
0: The cars themselves um, you know, there's a lot of controversy around them. Obviously, Chris Landon had one car and then the other one came out of Adelaide and then they were both strapped and we were off with the Ligier chassis. How do you see the category? Having run them now, um, are they particularly uh, strong enough to survive a, a good season of racing or
1: are they fragile? Look, I think they're fundamentally pretty good. Um, I don't think there's any issues with any of I mean, that. I, I mean, there's always questions about the relevant in the world market, but I think for what they are, they're a very good car, they're strong, you know, they've got a lot of good stuff going on with them. It's just, it's the open wheeler thing here As in Australia. It's hard to, hard to convince people to drive something like that it is more beneficial than, say, driving a, a Super 3K, you know?
0: Well, we, we hope for your sake and the category itself, because we want to have people who are long-time involvement in open wheelers in Running these cars. So, Brian Beansley, thank you very much for joining us from the Motorsport. Um, we wish you very well next weekend in and I look forward to catching up with you in person and uh, hearing more of your tales of Europe. Alright, well, uh,
1: thanks for having me and uh, I'll see you
0: soon. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.